All right, welcome to another episode of Winning with Beckwith. On this episode, we have Tom Fortune, who is the Director of Marketing at OVM Financial. He's gonna bring a ton of knowledge to the table. We're gonna talk about branding your business, personal branding, social media, and a whole bunch of other awesome stuff. All right, welcome everyone to this episode of Winning with Beckwith. I'm so excited to have Tom Fortune as our guest this week. It's probably gonna be the best episode yet. What do you think? I think so. I'm excited we're, to be here. Yeah, we're gonna make tons of people jealous that have already been on because it's gonna be uh, so good. Um, but it is awesome to have you, Tom. Tom is the uh, Director of Marketing here at OVM Financial for the last six years. That's right. I did a lot of research on Tom this morning, actually, uh, LinkedIn. So hopefully it's all up to date. But prior to OVM, uh, Tom has held various roles, project manager, director of the project manager. Mm -hmm. So you became the boss. That's right. Of your old job. That's good. Interactive media manager, web developer, so basically what I'm saying is he knows a lot of stuff about marketing, uh, really all aspects, marketing, branding, social media, et cetera. And to top it all off, he went to JMU, yep. and he got his degree in media arts and design and interactive media. So Tom's a huge asset to OVM. Um, again, he's been here for six years. He's really overseen a complete brand change, um, constantly updating the website, working on our social media. and. Uh, I can honestly say you do a good job. Thank you. Maybe amazing job. Um, so welcome. Thank you for coming on. Um, before we get started into the nuts and bolts of branding and building your personal brand, give us a fun fact, maybe something that nobody knows about you. Oh, man. Uh, I can solve a Rubik's Cube. A Rubik's Cube. Yep, okay. In about wow. two minutes. All right. Two minutes. Not bad. <laughs> I know a guy that could do it faster. Not I, me, I, know, Not me. I know a few that can do it faster. <laughs> Two minutes impresses most people. In the Rubik's Cube community, however, it's kind of slow, to be honest. Yeah, but it is impressive you can do it. Um, yeah, because I definitely can't do it. Um, with that being said, I'd like to share a fun fact. Okay. Um, not many people know uh, how cheap you are. <laughs> <laughs> uh, sorry to bring that up, but when, right. I, when I first met Tom, he really, um, I mean, I knew he was making good money, very successful guy, yep. uh, but at the time he was driving a Honda Civic, I believe, Yeah. and nothing wrong with Honda Civic, Let's just, it's a great car, I had a, had a Honda Civic at one time, but it was about 15 years old, if I remember correctly. At least, maybe closer to 20. How many miles? Over 200. I think it got to 225 before it finally kicked the bucket. Yeah, so we're going to change it. He's not cheap. He's very wise with his money. Economical. Right? <laughs> yeah, that's what I like to say. He also has an iPhone 3. Uh, so I just want to just set the stage. You really need to know who Tom is here. So, um, And so uh, in addition to helping us at OVM with our web presence, social media, branding, etc., cetera, uh, you and your team really have helped countless loan officers, real estate agents um, with their web presence, social media branding. And so I believe that that knowledge and the fact that you're super wise with money, right, can help out a ton of different business owners. Um, whether you're in real estate, again, you're a loan officer, a brand new business originating um, loans. And so with that being said, that's why I have you on because I think you can help out uh, some of these people. So I'm excited to talk to you about some of that today. So since you do specialize in doing things for low cost, yeah, I wanted to start there. So what are some ways like a small business owner or a real estate agent can start marketing and building their brand with no budget or a very low budget? Yeah, great question. So, and, and to start off, I think with the Honda Civic, right? <laughs> and when you're looking at your marketing, 
Um, there is a line in the sand. You have expenses in your business that are things that just have to be paid. Yeah. Um, there's not really a return that I get uh, from driving a nicer car. Yeah. The $200,000 Civic still gets me to work where I actually make money, right? When you look at your marketing, expenses in marketing really should be looked at as investments. Yeah. It's not just an expense, but it's money that you're gonna spend or time you're gonna spend and you're actually gonna get something back from it um, more than you put in, yeah. right? So, but the question is still valid, especially people that are early in their business. Um, you never wanna spend more than you need to on your marketing. Right, so, if you don't have any money, but you're starting out your business. Yeah, 100%. And marketing, uh, when, we, when we talk about it, people like to be able to touch marketing, see marketing. It's a very tangible thing in their mind, right? But marketing is also uh, just a part of really who you are. Yeah. So like as the business owner or a sole proprietor just getting started, um, your personality is also essentially your business's personality yeah. or your business's brand. So if you haven't done anything tangible yet, that's fine. You're building a brand off of yourself, yeah. okay? And there's lots of free distribution available right now that wasn't available you know, 10, 15 years ago, social media being the biggest outlet. Um, it costs no money to be present there. Yeah. You can certainly spend money um, to get additional eyeballs on your content, uh, but you don't have to. There's a lot of ways you can build it organically um, just by adding value and producing interesting content that either helps your customers um, or in some way add something to somebody's life that they didn't have you know, prior to seeing that. Yeah, no, that's all great. And so you talked a little bit about creating your personal kind of brand and your personality with your marketing. Um, so just specifically, give us some examples of what that would look like. Yeah, so when we think of a brand, you know, what does that term even mean, yeah. right? It's kind of abstract. And really, the best way to tie it back to something that people understand is a brand is just a personality of a company, right? So people... Um, I know you like to use the analogy of uh, in the construction trade. So, you know, if I'm a builder and I just got started, yeah. I may not have a logo, I may not have a tagline, I may not have colors or anything like that. Um, but I probably have a circle of people who know me as a builder yep. and who understand what my capabilities are. Um, and so without having done anything, who you are fundamentally yeah. in the service you provide is your brand and that is already there before you even put effort into creating it. Yeah, so I'm gonna stop you there because that's really good. So a lot of the loan officers that I coach um, and other business owners, we always say at the very beginning when you're starting your business, so you just got licensed as a loan officer, or you could be a real estate agent, uh, the first thing you need to do is let the people that you know, your people, the people's people, right? You yep. gotta let your people, your sphere of influence know what you do. Right, so how do you do that? So um, you talked about social media, yep. right? Sometimes it's just a simple post. Like, let me just post, hey guys, just got my uh, electrician license, or hey, I just got my loan officer license, and I'm starting to do loans now. You'd be surprised how much business you can just get by letting people know. Um, if you see them at Thanksgiving, right? Um, your family, your friends, just letting them know. I call it low-hanging fruit. Those are the easy clients that you can start working with right away. 
Um, so I think that's a great point. It's just letting people um, know what you do. And so social media is usually the easiest way. Is there any other way you could think of? Yeah, I think to your point, even at the most basic level, um, anybody that's ever been in sales probably has heard the phrase like you have to ask for the sale, Yeah. right? The sale just doesn't come to you. I actually have to say, hey, Matt, um, oh, you're buying a house? I would love to help you. Do you yeah. want me to run some numbers for you? Yeah. You know, that's going to work better than um, just sending out into the world, I do loans. And that's true. And so you start out kind of with the basics, but you also can let your family and friends know you can have them kind of work for you. Right? So if you tell them what you do and what kind of client you're looking for, you almost have your little sales team kind of going out into the world yep. um, to be able to tell people, hey, if you know anybody that's looking to refinance, they need to drop the rate, they need to save some money monthly, or they're looking to buy a house, hey, let them know that I do loans on houses right now. And so you kind of have to give people specifics on what you do and the type of client that you're looking for. Um, you know, So if you're a landscaper and your client may be uh, somebody that doesn't have a lot of time to take care of their yard, right? And they would prefer to have somebody just to come out there, take care of everything. So you got to let people know, like you're saying, hey, this is what I do, but create your own little sales force amongst your friends and family. So not only them, you would hope they would come to you for their service or for your services as well, but they can also spread the word for you. Yeah, 100%. So marketing kind of functions like, uh, like the rings on a tree. Yeah. You know, there's kind of a center when the thing is born. And every year, rings are kind of added to that. So when you're first starting out, um, your friends and your family are the ring that you have control over. Yeah. So that's where you need to start. Um, we like social media because it's a great second ring to that. Yeah. Right. Everyone's been scrolling in their feed and seen a post. Like I could see a post that's from someone I don't know. But if you've liked that post and you've commented on that post and you and I are friends yeah. on that network, I may see it and it's going to say, hey, Matt liked that or Matt commented on that. So it's almost an immediate uh, like vote of confidence for me and a soft introduction um, for me to whoever that person or service provider is that you were already engaging with on there. So it's a very natural platform to kind of go second tier in your sphere of influence. Yep. Um, everyone you're connected to is probably connected to that many people as well that you haven't even cracked into yet. For sure. Yeah, that's that's so good. And so again, we're talking about how to do things when you have low budget, right? Or you have no budget when you first get into a business or you're starting a new business. And, and we'll talk about what to do when you have money here shortly. Um, but uh, one thing, I know there's a couple free ways to um, establish your presence online. And so one of the biggest things for me when I'm looking for a business, um, even if it's recommended to me, the first thing I'm doing is I'm looking online, do they have a presence online? Yep. So what are some free ways uh, people can establish themselves online um, just so they can be found? Yeah, the first one that I think of is put your business on Google, yeah. okay? Um, it is free to do that. Uh, Google has business directory listings. It's how they get information for the map tool um, when you're looking for stuff that's near you. Um, all of that information at some point was put in by either the business owner or, or whoever's managing their online presence. Costs no money to do that. Probably takes 10 minutes to create your profile. So it's not hard. It's not hard. It's not hard. 
because I think some people that like that's not what you do. So you're not a web guy. You're not online. Right. Like you're good at your trade. Like you're a good doctor. Right. But you're intimidated by going online and setting up these things. And, and just from personal experience, I'm not good with that either. But it's super easy to do. You can go on there, create your what's it called? Google uh, map. Uh, I think it's Google My Business. They've Google changed business. it a few yeah. times. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you want people to be able to find you online, especially for a new business. And it's free to do that, right? It doesn't cost money. To 100% do free. And you can do the same. Of course, Google's going to be the big one, but you can do the same with Bing. Um, and you can do the same on other similar directory style platforms like your Yelps yeah. and things like that, um, depending on what kind of business you're in. Yep. So get it all out there. I think that's good. And so um, for somebody that's just getting started in their business, we talked about social media. What uh, platforms do you recommend that they set up um, a page on immediately? Yeah, so it, it can vary a little bit based on what your industry is, but I think right now Facebook is the most common denominator platform uh, for people serving a wide range of age groups. Yep. Okay. Um, the younger your target audience becomes, um, the more likely you as a business owner are going to want to get familiar with a platform that you are totally unfamiliar with, right? Like TikTok right now. Wow, TikTok. Uh, if I didn't even have that in my notes. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even, I forgot that was the new Yeah, thing but I mean, if you're, if you're under the age of 20 yeah. right now, um, TikTok is where you spend your time. It's yeah. where you get your information, you know? So uh, in our business at OVM, we're not, uh, those people aren't home buyers yet, uh, but they will be eventually, and so it's on our radar, but if yeah. we were, uh, you know, an apparel brand that sold to teenagers, yeah. you've got to um, look around and take an honest assessment of where does your target audience spend time, yeah. right? Both in their lives as well as online. And you, you look there and wherever they are is where you need to be. I totally agree. I was just thinking as you were saying that we should probably get Colin on that. We probably should. Colin's somebody that works for Tom. Great guy. And I'm pretty sure he already has a, a TikTok account. I think so. he does. <laughs> we should we should get them on that. Um, so Facebook business. Yeah, Facebook is great. Similar to the business, or I'm sorry, the Google My Business. Yeah. Um, it's free to get. Uh, there's there's geographical information that you put in there if you have a storefront. Uh, it's great for collecting customer reviews and for your customers to be able to refer people to you easily. Yeah. Uh, so Facebook is a great one to be on. And then from there, I'd say you really look at your target audience and make a determination. So okay. um, if you're in a business that has a lot of visual components to it, yeah. like the builder, for example, um, and you have photography or you can carry around your iPhone mm -hmm. and take some photos of your finished work, uh, Instagram is an incredible platform for anybody that has compelling imagery, okay. right? And it doesn't mean you gotta hire a professional photographer. It just means you have to be diligent in capturing what it is that you do. Yeah, um, I mean, these days, iPhones have amazing cameras. I amazing mean, you, you don't cameras. know that yet. Yeah. Because you but, still have an iPhone 3. Hey, but. man, I got that <laughs> iPhone 13 on the kitchen counter in a brand new box. Uh, wait till you take your first picture with it. You're going to be like, we don't even need cameras anymore. <laughs> just use this. Anyway, sorry, where were we? Yeah, Facebook so yeah. Instagram. Instagram is yeah. great if you have anything visual yeah. about your business. 
Um, if you don't have anything visual about your business, Instagram can still work. You just have to be a little more creative. Okay. Um, and then if you're in any type of B2B business, LinkedIn is a no-brainer to be present. I was on. getting ready to ask you about LinkedIn. Um, before we do that, I wanted to just just kind of summarize what where we're at right now. So free stuff. Um, get your account set up on Google. Free. Facebook business. Free. And then I was going to ask you, I mean, what do you think about LinkedIn? LinkedIn is great if you're B2B. Um, if you're B2C, LinkedIn can still be good. Oh, for those of us that don't know the fancy uh, marketing terminologies, B2B. Yeah, business to business sales, yeah. right? Um, you're selling to other business people. B2C, direct consumer, right? Yep, yeah, business to consumer. So uh, it just goes back to who's your target audience and where do they spend time? Yeah. If your target audience is business people, business people do spend time on LinkedIn. Yeah. Uh, if your target is non-business people or just kind of bigger than that, maybe it includes them, but maybe it's not a requirement. Um, there are regular people on LinkedIn as well um, looking for jobs or networking or whatever. So it's really, there's no negative to being present there uh, yeah. whatsoever. Now, how much time you <clears throat> invest in it uh, comes down to how much of your audience is there and how much potential you know, you feel like there is, but being present on there costs nothing, doesn't require a lot of time, um, and is a great way to just expand your digital footprint. For sure. So LinkedIn, another free way to do it. Again, it doesn't cost any money. Uh, hmm. There's a couple other social medias here. I feel like there's so many social medias these days. There are. Uh, how do you feel about Twitter? Yeah, so Twitter is kind of the front lines of the internet. You know, it's probably the most raw uh, in terms of the behavior that happens there. Yeah. And so, um, but it can be very powerful. I mean, there's an enormous amount of users on Twitter. Um, so if I'm starting a new business, I mean, how critical is it that I'm on Twitter? I don't think it's critical. Okay. Um, and here's why. I think Twitter is more of a conversation platform. Um, Facebook and Instagram, there's more meat to the post, in my yeah, opinion, right? Um, Twitter is commentary heavy on just things that are happening in the world. And there's always an angle where things that are happening in the world can tie back to what you do. Uh, but it's just maybe a little bit further removed from on the relevancy scale, I think, for most businesses. So it wouldn't hurt. Right, it doesn't cost anything, right. but not 100% essential, especially at the beginning. Um, YouTube, what do you think about how important is video? Yeah, video is great. I mean, what you get with YouTube is, um, you know, if we go back 15 years ago, getting any type of video into a mass audience was very expensive. Very you know, expensive, you had yeah. to buy broadcast television. And with YouTube now, it essentially gives every business owner a direct channel to achieve the same result as broadcast television. You can just buy it yourself in terms of um, paying for more exposure on YouTube. Um, to clarify, you don't have to pay right. on YouTube. A right? lot of people are successful with without paying for it. Right. Um, and then they end up getting paid. So. You can do that, yeah. So YouTube, I think that similar to if you have good imagery as a part of your business or service offering, Instagram is a great fit. If you have any type of good 
video content, maybe you can give tutorials or quick tips to your customers um, for kind of helping them learn a, just the tip of the iceberg of what you do professionally can be a great way to build a following on YouTube. It really comes back to you just have to add value in some way. Yeah. Um, it's a little harder to produce consistently, maybe a little more time intensive than like running your Facebook page. Uh, but it doesn't mean you have to hire a huge camera crew. It doesn't mean you have to do any of that. If you have a phone, right. mm -hmm. um, you can tripod. set it up and you can film some content and you can post it. Uh, and it really is as easy as that if you put your mind on uh, how to upload and the basics like that, anyone can do it. Yeah, there's just so many free things you can do. Um, you've talked about this, and I, and I really want to get into this next piece because I think it's important. Um, but I know when I'm researching any business, um, I'm going online and I'm looking at their customer reviews. And so um, I guess tell us about the easiest way that you've seen to get customer reviews yep. and if you want to touch on how important it is uh, I think that would be good as well yeah customer reviews are incredibly valuable um, they're incredibly valuable to the single entrepreneur yeah and they are incredibly valuable uh, to the fortune 500 companies okay the value is not limited to anything in particular in your business um, and the reason they're so valuable is honestly, w what's better to trust than the feedback of thousands of customers from yep. the business? You know, it really cuts through any uh, possibility of not getting what you were looking for if you can read feedback from people who have already um, gotten that thing. Yeah, right. so to get some customer reviews, you really just have to ask for them, right? You gotta ask for yeah. them. And there's, honestly, there's two ways to do that. You can ask for them manually, uh, which is just when you're finished with the service or selling the product, yeah. um, your sales staff or you literally ask the customer, hey, could you go leave us a review? Um, that's fine, there's nothing wrong with that, uh, but I think there's smarter ways to approach it. There's lots of review generating software that you can provide yeah. um, and build into your system so that at every transaction, if you have the customer's email address or their cell phone, the system can automatically send a review request to their email or text it to them if all you have is a phone number. Um, and you can set it up so that goes out systematically to every single customer. And it's something you no longer have to worry about asking and, and doing some manual action to send them the instructions. It just happens automatically and you'd be surprised at how many reviews you can get when you set something like that up and it's kind of a set it and forget it thing and then you just start getting reviews every single day and you can read the reviews and focus more on, hey, what are people saying, good, bad, or otherwise? Yeah. Um, that's honestly a better focus for you as a business owner than just spending all your time worrying about how can we even get reviews. You for know. sure, and I think you got to put it in your process no matter what. Yep. So you've talked about some services that people can pay for to, that automatically send it out. Um, and so depending on the size of your business and, and, and your staffing, you know, you may not be able to do that. So if you don't have the staff or you don't have the funds to do it, I would say put it in your process. Just make it part of what you do. So maybe, maybe at the invoice delivery, 
um, hey, do you mind? Uh, which, by the way, make the review as easy as possible. Like, put the link in the email or the text. Hey, do you mind giving me a review? Here's the link. Yep. Uh, send it out to them immediately. Um, and just let them know how important it is to you to hear back uh, how they, how they, or how we did in our um, service. Um, whether it's good or bad, we still want to hear back from you. Yeah. Right? Now you're not. Not everybody's going to do it. Some people will say yes, and then they won't do it. Um, but still, it's important to build that into your process. Which yeah, I think is key. Two, two quick thoughts on that. You're right. There is no free software that's going to automate it. Yeah. Um, but generally, those tools are not very expensive, right? So um, there's a number of them. We could probably provide some links in the, in the video notes. But um, the cost for that is not, it's not a super expensive thing. Um, and then the second part of that is the, the value added, kind of back to that initial, is it an expense or is it an investment? The cost to be able to set that on automatic is offset tremendously by the value that you get from those reviews. Yeah. Um, Great point. One of the things that great reviews gets you is Google and other search engines can see the reviews that are online, right? Yeah. So Google has a review system, people can review you there. Facebook has a review system, people can review you there. Um, so another pro tip when you set that software up, or if you haven't and you're asking for it manually, yeah. um, give the customer one to three options That's good. for places they can leave you a review. I love how you just called that a pro tip. Pro so tip. that's a pro tip right there. Give them one to three options where they can put the review. That's great information. Yeah, you have to be a registered user on most sites to leave a review. So like on Google, you have to have a Gmail address yeah. and it makes it a lot easier. On Facebook, you have to be a Facebook user. Yeah. And not every customer will be a user on, on the platforms that matter to you. Yeah, that's such a good point. That's such a good point. So, um, those are some great ways. I mean, really, we could have done a whole episode on how to do things uh, for free or low cost. Um, but at the beginning, I promised the audience, I don't want to let you guys down, that we would touch on some things once you start growing and once you actually have a little bit of money to invest in your marketing. Mm -hmm. And so um, what's, what's a better bang for people's buck, uh, billboards or uh, Google AdWords? <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> what are some ways that people can drive business to their web page? Um, I know the billboard is not necessarily a good idea to drive people to your web page. I'm not saying it's a bad thing. Right. Um, but I wanted to get more into like Google AdWords and, and how does all that work really? And yep. what's the best way to get started if you're new to that? Yeah. So with the specific goal of driving people to your web page, yeah. um, there is no better place to be than to be present in Google when people are looking for what you do, yeah. right? All of the you know, original types of marketing are interruptive, right? TV, radio, even billboards are getting put in front of you when you're busy doing something else, right? Um, and it was always done that way because that was the only way to do it, yeah. all right? Okay. Along comes Google and things really change. People only go to Google when they are ready and able um, and interested in actually looking for something, um, either to buy or a service provider to go to. Um, so in terms of the hierarchy of where you wanna be found, being found in Google um, will get you in front of the most ready to buy customers that are out there, okay? 
So people could find you on Google either through organic search resort or search results, or you can pay to show up. Which yeah. when you're on Google and you see the word ad, those are the people that paid for it. Um, if they don't show that, that's more of an organic search, which can be good too. Yep. So um, I guess break down the difference. I didn't really think about that till now. Yeah, so there's a big difference. Um, clearly the big difference being organic um, doesn't cost you any money, yep. right? Google does provide um, search results for free um, and they comb the internet and index all the websites that are out there so they can serve the best sites that match with the search, all right? So in that formula, you have to be one of the best sites um, in order to match at the top of the search. And the, the word best is, is relative to what you do, okay? It doesn't always mean that it's the fanciest. Google doesn't necessarily reward the fanciest or they don't necessarily reward the most expensive. How much money did you spend building the site? Yeah. Um, they really reward the fundamental information that is on the site, okay? So just like creating value in the YouTube videos, like if someone was gonna do that, when you look at your website, you really wanna ask yourself, is there valuable information here that really helps people, yeah. you know? And if the answer is yes, then you've got a much higher shot at showing up for free in Google search results, yeah. okay? Um, the, clearly that is the holy grail of, of outcomes, right? That we would have a website that we built um, and then we can show in Google for free. It's the holy grail because everyone wants that, yeah. right? And the reality is in Google, there is only one website that's gonna show up first. Yep. There's only you know eight or 10 websites that are gonna show on the first page of Google before you gotta go to page two. Um, how, when's the last time you went to page two of Google? Yeah. Never. Probably not. Okay. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. the reality is it's very, very competitive yeah. to, to, to rank there. So um, that transitions to, okay, can I use Google AdWords, which is the pay to play version of Google, where you can set up an account, you give them um, some basic information on what you do, what kind of keywords you might want to show up for, um, and then you let it run. And every time your ad shows or what appears to be your website just showing at the top of search, uh, you pay every time someone clicks on that and goes to your site. So it's a pay-to-play model. Yeah, so if you've never done that before, how hard is it to get in there and kind of play with it? And I'm assuming you would want to start with kind of a small budget, kind of test it out, see what works, what doesn't work. Yeah, 100%. So the AdWords dashboard is... You don't have to be an IT specialist. You don't have to be a marketing specialist. But it is, um, you know, like anything, there is a learning curve. Um, Google provides a vast amount of educational material on everything from the basics of just setting your account up and kind of doing a good solid 1.0 version of the account. Yeah. And then you can really dig in as deep as you're interested in going uh, you know, if you want to. Okay. So the, really the answer is it's not hard. You just have to commit to doing it and looking into it. Or you have to commit to finding someone who's already done it, maybe a marketing person or something like that, 
Yeah, um, so there's a lot of come in and help you with. Yeah, it. there's a lot of companies out there that'll help you, especially if you already got a good revenue stream. I highly recommend delegating that out. Uh, however, if you don't have a huge revenue stream and you want to start dipping your toes in it, it's it's pretty easy from what Tom tells me. I've never been in there, but uh, it's pretty easy. And so, um, you know, we we kind of skipped ahead a, a on the web page piece. Um, I'm just assuming, you know, as your business grows, you've created a web page um, because, again, you want people to be able to find you. And I kind of, you know, when I think about marketing, I kind of go back to the to the old yellow pages. Yeah. So, you know, a lot of, uh, you know, the younger generation doesn't remember, but you'd get the giant phone book yellow pages <clears throat> delivered to your door um, every few months or whatever. It would be updated. And so whatever was in there. So if you were looking for, you know, a contractor, you just kind of flip to the contractor section and you would go in there. And so the typically there was a free listing, right? Yep. And then there was also the paid listings where you could buy space as a contractor. Yep. And so I just wanted to bring that up as an analogy just to kind of compare. So with Google, you need to get your free listing, right, which is what we talked about earlier. And then when you're ready to be found a little bit more and you want to spend some money, then you go with that paid advertising piece, which will then help you drive the business a little bit more um, on face or not Facebook, on Google, right, Facebook too. Um, yep. You could do paid ads on Facebook, but... We don't have time to talk about that today, but um, actually, let's back up. Let's talk about that because I think it's important, especially because of the cost piece. Sure. Uh, Facebook advertising is probably one of the least expensive uh, advertising you can do. You do have to have it through a Facebook business page, mm -hmm. uh, but just real quick, um, just a couple quick keys on the Facebook stuff with the paid advertising. Yeah, so the paid advertising thing, I think the first thing you need to understand as a business owner running a business page on Facebook, yeah. um, Facebook is a for-profit entity, okay? They make all of their revenue from advertisers, and so there is a limit to how far the free Facebook page it can take you, right? So in the Facebook algorithm, um, as a business person publishing content, you know, if I have a thousand people that follow my business page, yeah. every time I post, um, maybe 2% of those people are going to see that post for free. 98% of the people, even who follow my business, are probably not going to see that in their feed, right? And the reason is twofold. A, Facebook likes to keep the feed dedicated to your friends, family, etc., or B, they're willing to let more businesses in um, as a part of their paid advertising platform. Yeah. So. Uh, so it'd be wise to spend a little money there. It would be wise, yeah. To publish organically alone on Facebook, you will reach your, um, you, you'll reach the potential of that very early on in your in your journey. You'll you'll simply be capped because of the algorithm. Yeah. So. Um, it is early on a good idea to get comfortable with the paid side. And to your point, it doesn't require a humongous budget uh, to be to get some results from that. So, you know, for us, you know, here at OVM, when we publish content, sometimes even a $5 or a $20 advertising spend will boost that content and get it in front of sometimes hundreds, sometimes thousands of more people yeah. just with the $5, the $10, or the $20, okay? Um, 
part of how much it costs and how far it goes also depends on the interaction on the thing. So yeah. if you post a good piece of content and you boost it a little bit, you'll get it in front of more people, more people will like it, more people will comment, and that will elevate that organic reach even farther. Yeah. Vice versa, if, you're, if you've really just posted something that um, isn't landing with people, uh, the more you promote it, maybe it really doesn't get any more engagement and you're gonna be limited to um, just what that paid budget, uh, how far that paid budget can take you. So the best approach is to still look at your content as this thing needs to stand on its own. Yeah. It needs to have strength on its own. And then when I put a little bit of ad money into it, it is, it is just like a catalyst to break free what's possible on the organic side that otherwise Facebook kind of just suppresses that ability until you spend a little bit of money. That's awesome. Um, <clears throat> another fun fact I forgot to share about Tom is when he goes, to, when he gets going, <laughs> he goes, no, seriously, that was so good. Such great information. I, that's why I loved having you on here. And honestly, I would love to do another episode with you because there's so many things we could have touched on that we didn't. Uh, but I really wanted to just give a general idea of, hey, what are some things you could do right away when you start your business or when you start marketing your business? Um, as a leader, as an entrepreneur, uh, it doesn't really matter what business that you're in. We're in the mortgage world, uh, but a lot of the same principles that Tom's talking about, they apply to all businesses. And so um, you touched on some things that are free, yep. some things that cost a little bit of money, uh, some things that cost a little bit more money. Yep. And so next time we have you on, uh, we'll dive a little bit deeper in some of this other stuff. But wow, I appreciate you coming on. Um, Tom's been amazing. I thank everybody for tuning in to this uh, Winning with Beckwith episode. Please like, um, subscribe to the page, comment, leave a five-star review only because we only ask for five-star reviews uh, here with Winning with Beckwith. But thank you, and I hope you enjoyed it. Thanks.